Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from our underground parking garage. Sweet. And here in 2018, <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. I'm Phil Liscove. And with us today uh, is Susanna. I can't believe I fucking fucking. Vogel. Susanna Vogel. Vogel. I don't know. I was going to say Susanna Hoff. So I'm like, Susanna Hoffs, of course, of the Bengals. Of the Bengals. Um, Susanna Fogel, excuse me. Um, and she's a very exciting guest because she has a huge movie coming out, like, probably Imminently. today. Yeah, probably. The Spy Who Dumped or, Me. Yeah. How exciting. Anyway. She's a writer and a director. Indeed. And uh, quite a get, Phil. Way to go. <laughs> well, I've known Susanna for quite some time, so very excited to have her on here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, so we're doing Arlington Road today, guys. Oh, yeah. If That's it wasn't movie. obvious from if the you underground if you, yeah. parking garage. Well, I mean, Maybe. Uh, so Susanna, why did we, why this movie? Well, I was thinking about the movies that I owned on VHS in 1999. <laughs> sure. And, and this, was the, this was the and A. And this was one of four. <laughs> wow. What and the we, others weren't on the list. What were the other three? Yeah. Uh, Love Serenade, which okay. is an Australian, very bizarre comedy where. Do you love that movie? Uh, I do. Um, but I don't think anyone else saw it. So I thought it'd be less fun. Okay. And it's definitely less polarizing. We'll do it in a couple of years. Great. Yeah, when we get to it. Yeah, perfect. Um, you you might have liked that one better. Um, <laughs> I don't hate this movie. Okay, great. Can't wait to hear. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, I owned, I think I owned Made. The That's 2000. Movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, loved, 2000. That, loved that one. Okay. Um, that surprises me a little bit. Why? Because I'm a girl? 
We're getting into that? Oh, boy. Okay. We're We're recording this at 7.30. I am not prepared. We're not ready for this. No, get prepared. (laughs) Careful what you wish for. It's not. (laughs) No, because I I just don't think it's that great a movie. Oh, Made? Yeah. You know, I haven't watched that since. Kind of like Arlington Road, I have not really watched that since I bought it on VHS. And maybe if I did, I I wouldn't be saying this today. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. When was the last time you saw it? I mean, oh, what am I supposed to say? In the theater when it came out. Yeah, me too. I, it's yeah, no. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's great. I, I thoroughly know. enjoyed I, it. I don't know. I'm sure. I I remember seeing it in 2000 and thinking this was okay, but I also felt like because of the whole swingers of it all, it right. had like these yes. maybe unrealistic expectations of what it was going to be. Right. I just I remember they let Screech in the club. They did. Yeah, yes, they I did. That was very funny. What was the fourth movie that you had on VHS? Uh, I'm trying to think. Was Out of Sight? What what year was that? That was 98. Okay, I had I had that one. Which is you know. Right, movie. right. Maybe I should have picked that. But there's not as much to say. And not it's also 98. not 99. Also, yeah. yeah. Get Over It. Was that 99? Uh, I don't even know what that is. is. I don't know that movie. Whatever it takes. Guys. These are these are really, I don't know these. We, we only know Wait, whatever movies it takes from 1999. Is, is that a, uh, an Olsen twins movie? No. It takes Guys. two. That's a takes two. With okay, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Let's get into Arlington Road. Let's do it. We can keep the, doing this, though. Um, this is great. We can. Just going through All right. So, <laughs> does, before we get into Arlington we, Road. We finished the collection. That's I like am, all that was uh, in the collection. Where were you in 99? Um, I was in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, sophomore at Columbia. Okay. Are you from New York? No. I'm where are you from? Rhode Island. Okay. So, so like I relate to the, the sort of suburban, you know, dreamscape of Arlington Road. Where sure. in uh, Rhode Island? Providence. Of course. The, of course. Of course. The, the, whole, the whole state is Providence, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, well. My understanding is like it's Providence and then the outside Providence. Sorry. Um, oh and then we, we've done that We did recently. outside Providence. Also oh, oh yeah. Movie. You know, I was disappointed by that one. Yeah. By the uh, movie? By the movie. Okay. We haven't released the podcast yet. Yes. Yeah, Can't be disappointed by that. Um, but okay. Yeah. You were disappointed by outside Providence? A little bit, yeah. I just felt like, oh, this is a documentary and I could have made this better. That's fair. <laughs> you probably know better than we do. That's part of it too. I would imagine just knowing that geographically that area, yeah, in a way that I wish I that it was don't. just about Providence and wasn't so far outside of it. Yes, yeah, so it was a little too outside. <laughs> that would have been the Providence ideal. stuff was good though. <laughs> yeah, the water tower stuff. Um, and uh, then also, uh, what did you study in college? Were you English lit? So not film or not film. What was that? And not political uh, science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever T- this course ter- is that he's terrorism with a major in terrorism. terrorism. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have a professor who was obsessed with white supremacists. Uh, no, uh, um, I did. I had several. Uh, no, a professor. Where are you I'm from? Gullible. I'm from New York. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm from New York, and uh, I'm not that similar. But I feel like Prov- I feel like Rhode Island. Clearly, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't have the same New Englandly feel as the Massachusettses and and North. It feels a little more Connecticut-y. It, is that correct? Um, Which is also New England. I understand, but I don't it's know. A it's its own of, thing. I yeah. mean, it's a it's a well. Rhode Island is a small state, but we contain multitudes, including a huge Italian mafia population. Yeah, no shit. Really? Um, Did you listen to that podcast about it? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like some really elite universities, and then. People whose families have been there since like the Mayflower landed and people left Boston for more religious cool. freedom. And then there's like the mansions of Newport and all of that white supremacy. So I've yeah, seen that. It's all I've, going I've on in a Newport. tiny state. Yeah. It's a great state. It's great. It yeah. really is. It's just yeah. it's just this cool little thing. Like they, it's its own just a, yeah. thing. Do you get back often? No, my parents moved to Boston, so okay. I'm almost <laughs> never. 
Uh, but there are many, uh, yeah, and there are, it produces a lot of film and TV people, like Josh Schwartz oh, and the Fairley Brothers. Fairly, and, I didn't know that. Fairly, well, that, I mean, the Fairley Brothers. Yeah, they start every movie in Rhode Island mm-hmm. and then go somewhere, and else. Go somewhere <laughs> else. Was Outside Providence Fairley Brothers? They yeah. wrote it. Michael Carenzi directed it. Peter, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah and mm. Peter wrote a book that it was based on. Right. Yes. Right. Um, so in '99. Do you remember seeing a lot of these movies in 99? Like, were you seeing a lot of films? Were you going to the movies? Yes, I was going to a lot of movies in New York late at night, um, sometimes sneaking malt liquor in a backpack into the theater mm-hmm. on the Upper West Side. As all is, the greats as, do. As you do, and sometimes <laughs> in Times Square, where once uh, a Upper. girl drank so much that she <laughs> she threw up off the escalator at the, uh, was it the Tower Records? What was the big? On the Upper West Side? No, no, at uh, Times, Times Square, Square, the big oh, record in Times store. Square. The Tower? Uh, Virgin? I know. Uh, I Virgin know. was in Union Square. I think yeah. Tower Records was in Tower anyway, Square. Anyway, the, the escalator was slowly going up and just like in slow motion, like the oh. vomit is coming off the side. We'd gone Amazing. to see Cube. Cube. Nice. Cube. Cube is not a 99 Unfortunately, film. it's not, which I, I was, wish it was. 2001, was it I think. Uh, was it like? I think oh. it was. I, I looked that up recently. I am going to look that up. Um, but and I also cool. remember a 1240 screening of the movie Let's Talk About Sex. I don't even know what that is. Nice. God. You we're, did. We're just, well, I'm so thing, disappointed because I actually. so hot the right thing now. About <laughs> the Upper West Side at that time is you had the two theaters, right? You had the, the Sony Lincoln Center, mm-hmm. which was all the studio stuff. And then you had that other one, like two blocks down, that had all the foreign films. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I do. Like all the. What was it called? It was like, it was Lincoln Center something, but. Yeah, it was like in that, like pretentious lobby you go through like this atrium you area bat, and yes. then you go down it mm-hmm. and it had the old-fashioned like put the put the letters up by hand yeah uh marquee, marquee right and between those two theaters you could see everything that has ever been produced mm-hmm. uh and within like a 18 month period mm-hmm. so it was a real bastion for for film watching it was fantastic yeah. uh so arlington road i'm going to give a synopsis Arlington Road, just for the people sure. that haven't seen the film. Do you have 90 minutes? <laughs> Are we uh, going is, to spend the 90 minutes doing this? No, no, no. Just uh, synopsizing this movie. Just I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to read the <laughs> Google synopsis, which is oh. only a paragraph. Oh, great. Can't wait. Uh, widowed uh, when his FBI agent wife is killed by an extremist group, college professor Michael Faraday, played by Jeff Bridges, becomes obsessed with the culture of these groups, especially when an all-American, when his all-American neighbors, Oliver, played by Tim Robbins, and Cheryl, played by Joan Cusack, start acting suspiciously. With each twist, the mystery deepens and questions loom as to whether Faraday is consumed by fear and driven by paranoia or whether a lethal conspiracy has been born on Arlington Road. Uh, Arlington Road opened on July 9th, 1999 in fifth place with $7.5 million behind American Pie. It would go on to make $41 million worldwide on a $31 million budget. Uh, It has 62% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, from critics and 74% from audiences. My sense was that it was more successful than that. I'm surprised it made such... Didn't make it, well, worldwide forty one not yeah, great not, not and also that it had a kind of major cultural impact in its own weird way mm-hmm. it totally did so I mean I think that it got pushed it was originally supposed to be released in April or May but Columbine had happened shortly before that or in that oh. and they had felt like the film despite the fact that there weren't many guns or anything like that but it has that sort of vibe obviously mm-hmm. so they push it to July and you have to wonder whether or not that deep in the summer. It might not have been able to generate as much money. Right, still generated buzz. Like I, I, I mean, it definitely was a film that I remember people talking about. Yes, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember people being like blown away by, no pun intended, by the end of the movie. Okay, I was going to say trigger warning before, but I stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, so I, 
I just, I remember this movie making an impact, but I also remember for whatever reason, I can't tell you why not being drawn to see it in 99. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. I like Tim Robbins, like past was there. I think possibly the marketing made it just seem not that compelling. Right. The, like, the marketing made it seem very compelling to me. Oh, and, and you was, saw it in 99? Ju- yes. Okay. It was just the kind of movie I gravitated towards. Gravitated towards. Yeah. At the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to necessarily get into like how much I liked it or disliked it. I want to talk more 30,000 yeah, yeah. feet. Like I'm also just, as you know, kind of obsessed with this idea that Aaron Kruger wrote this on spec mm-hmm. as like a early 20 something person yeah. and it won the Nichols fellowship or won one of the five Nichols fellowships. And it's it probably the biggest movie ever made out of a Nichols fellowship winning. Really? Script. I don't, I don't know enough about I that. I read that maybe Aaron Brockovich was a Nichols fellowship winner. I couldn't, I well, that had so many different versions. Yeah, there, I, so I couldn't substantiate to, that. Yeah. Like, I read it one place, but for those who don't know, the Nichols Fellowship's given out by the Academy, and it's really the only screenwriting competition that has any merit, I would say. But I don't, I don't, uh, sure. I mean, I've heard of it. I can't speak to other screenwriting, whether they're of more or less merit. I don't know. Well, I, the Nichols Fellowship's kind of a big deal, but, and every once in a while, a movie gets made from it. Like, I don't, you remember that movie Butter about the butter carving? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that Jennifer was, Garner movie. Yeah, that was a yeah. Nichols Fellowship m- movie. But this was a big deal, yeah. like at the time. The idea of like, you know, I'm 99, I'm 17, 18, I'm obsessed with movies. And some kid, barely 10 years older than me or even less, writes a movie in his room about stuff that I'm interested in. You know, domestic yeah. terrorism and mm-hmm. twist endings and shit like that. Submits it to a contest and it becomes a major movie starring two movie stars both of whom I love. Like, that's exciting. Well, mm-hmm. here's a question. And us all being writers, none of us know the answer to this question, so I'm just sort of throwing it out there. But, um, and this is not to uh, to denigrate the script, but it, it felt a little bit to me like he had the ending and he worked backwards. And that, I have not done that myself. And that's not to say that you can't make a great script that way. Mm-hmm. But the ending is so, it's such a holy shit ending that that unfortunately I knew before I watched it Mm -hmm. that I imagine had I watched it clean without knowing the ending, it would have been far more impactful. Right. Um, Because for obvious reasons, you're just waiting for the twist. Right. Um, So I guess my question to you guys is knowing the ending, and we'll obviously talk about what the ending is, but did you feel that the film held up knowing the ending, watching it again? It's hard to say. I watched it with, someone who had never seen it sure, but, yes. but knew the ending. <laughs> so similar to my situation. He's not even American and he's like, I know the ending. You, really? He's like, he's like he, I've known the ending for 20 years. I was like, uh, oh. Yeah, it's just, why are we doing this? <laughs> like, well, I have to do this because I'm on yeah, a podcast. Yeah, why are yeah. you here? <laughs> well, there's, there's, I was saying to Phil, there's just something about it that uh, it's, isn't it so obvious? Like, you're going into the movie and like, that, yeah. that that's just what it, it felt to me like Obvious in what respect? Like that there would be a bomb or an explosion at the end of the movie? Or is or, it obvious because, uh, or, is it, or is it now. obvious because we're like yeah. desensitized to twist endings? Point. Yeah. Because yeah. at 19, it was very good. Question. At 19, it was pretty, um, Shock. holy shit. Yeah. You know? It's, it's still holy shit. Yeah. Just to be like I, watching it again or watching it. Sorry. I, the end of it is just shockingly executed. Right. It really is done it's, in a way. It's very well done. It I is agree with that. Visceral and, and, Bridges is given it. Yeah. Like a hell of a, he yeah. looks so insane so crazy. as he's running towards that car. Yeah. He does a great job. He does a great job that it is a chilling ending. And it's, as we've all sort of discussed, 
you could never make this movie today no. for a, a myriad of reasons. But no. the ending is just, I mean, take, take out the terrorism, take out all the stuff that, that it's talking about that we couldn't talk about today. You just couldn't make a movie that has an ending right. similar to this. You, yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe that's why Aaron Kruger writes, you know, screen movies now. Right. Screen. <laughs> right. right. So that's I where he has, that's, yeah. that's the, the Transformers movie. That's I, the Transformers. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. that, but also, I, I but also other things. I have such enmity towards him for Scream 3. I like my whole life. It's always just been like, God, <laughs> you fucked up Scream 3. Oh, it's, it so, was no Scream 2. I'll give it that. I love I Scream, Scream 2. 2. Really? You don't like Scream 2? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's not Scream that. 1. It's not Scream 1. That's the problem, is that nothing that's is going to be Scream 1. But that's not even fair, right? Obviously. Like <laughs> right. Scream, Scream, Scream 1 is... Scream 1, one of the great movies ever made. Right, right, yeah. Scream right. 2, yeah. perfectly acceptable sequel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Scream 3, very bad movie. Scream 4, very, very big, good movie. He's a fan of Scream 4. Oh, I've, I've never seen I've Scream I've never seen Scream 4. Scream 4, I actually heard it was pretty decent. I should watch it. There's a really interesting bit Talk about good endings. Interesting. Yes. There's this great bit that I think you guys will enjoy. I enjoyed it anyway. So uh, screenwriter Aaron Krugen wrote, uh, Kruger wrote Arlington Road winning the Nichols Fellowship, as we talked about, uh, which effectively helped launch his career. Within a year of winning, director Mark Pellington became attached uh, with the intent of making it his first feature, and Tim Robbins was cast. But everything hinged on Jeff Bridges' involvement. Uh, so there's this quote from Aaron. He says, as we're sitting there going over the dialogue page by page, the studio head gets a phone call and then says, okay, I just heard from Jeff Bridges' agent. Jeff is apparently around, out driving around Santa Barbara thinking it over. Here's the deal. We've gone to a few actors who have passed on this part. I've looked at the list. There are a number of actors we could go to after Jeff, but I don't really want to make the movie with them. So if Jeff says yes, we make the movie. If he says no, I'm pulling the plug and canceling production. Uh, they then go on missing without missing a beat. He starts talking about page notes. Yeah. And the director and Aaron looked at each other, realizing that at this moment, the fate of the entire movie revolved around a single actor driving around Santa Barbara, <laughs> deciding whether he wanted to play this role or some other role, or maybe just hang out with his family and surf for two months. Right. Which is just so perfectly emblematic yeah. of this industry. Yeah, I have had a, I had a very similar experience <laughs> sure. very recently. I'm sure. Really? Uh, with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is kind of, I mean, it oh, is. Oh, you're doing, I mean, you can't sleep or eat and you're waiting. You're like waiting <laughs> for your own personal agenda to affect the whims of like a, a, million, a millionaire. Hey, millionaire, do you want to do this thing that I yeah. really need you to do so yeah. that I can get an apartment with air conditioning or not? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, but it's crazy. But it's also like, I don't know. Isn't that what's kind of great about this industry, too, is how absurd it is? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's also no, it is. nerve-wracking. It's like that adrenaline, that, yeah. that adrenaline yeah. rush that yeah. keeps you going. I mean, otherwise, we'd just be like... There'd be yeah. no reason yeah. for us to be this masochistic. I think, I think that weird shit is kind of what <laughs> drew us to at least oh, me. Definitely. Like the oh, weird, yeah. the weird shit is what I love about the industry and yeah. the stories wow. of overnight success, whether they're true or not. And a lot of times they're not, but then yeah. they get spun that way afterwards. Sure. Um, it's always that twenty year overnight success, right? Yeah, but and it's also like I mean, this is I a know town nothing of stories. about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a town of stories, right? Everybody yeah. loves to like spin stuff and mm-hmm. make it seem yeah. way more exciting than it actually is. Oh, I remember when my. Providence neighbor, um, uh, Josh Schwartz got like a three picture deal with, sure. you know, whatever. And, um, yeah, he was just like the guy down the block that was the older brother of, oh, of the, yeah. Crazy. That was the worst. Yeah. And my mom, and you know, then your parents tell you about yeah. them, but they get all the details wrong because they don't know oh. what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, uh, you know, um, uh, Katie's older brother got like a, you know, he owns a studio Wait, now. Is Josh, like, Josh Schwartz of the OC? <laughs> yeah. That's the worst thing that's ever happened in Hollywood because <laughs> that him, not because he doesn't love the show, well, but just well because harsh, someone, well some I young love was the show. television show. I love the right. OC and more power to him. Yeah, but what that did was make 
me and I think a generation of people like my exact age think like, oh, if we don't make it by 27, we're losers. Well, it's like right. the Orson Welles situation of just being like, oh, yeah, cool. 24. Yeah. But like, at least with Orson right. Welles, you'd be like, that was bef- that was when people were dying of, at of like, that, like 52. Yeah. So like right. this fucking guy yeah, this at guy, 20, yeah. I, I, no, remember, I, know. I, remember I remember telling my age and being like, all right, overall deal by 27. That's what we're doing. That's right? the goal. So, yeah. That's what we're doing. No, no, that's it. That's what we're doing. If I don't, ha- if I don't have that, <laughs> if I don't have the overall deal by 27, I'm, yeah. I'm going to law school. That's it. Law school. So here I am at 36. Still yeah. no overall, but what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. But listen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's, can we talk a little just generally about like the tone of this movie, which I think yeah. is really interesting. Yeah, it is. Because it's, it's trying to do a lot of things. Uh-huh. And I think most of the time it's pretty successful at it. It gets pulpy at times. And and you have to wonder whether or not it can't be is the wrong word, but sometimes it does veer into a little absurd. Like you it, talked yeah. about the suburban, yeah, idyllic stuff, right? Which it's clearly dialing up to eleven. Right, right, it's a, right. it's a, it's one of those weird movie versions of, of the suburbs. That's not what I grew up in. Blue suburbs. Velvet. Well, <laughs> you know, no, I mean, blue blue velvet. It's all intended to look that way. Yeah, it reminds me more of, and and obviously it's intended that, that way in this movie too. But um. Gone Girl. Uh, oh no, yeah, I no hear you. Tree cover, like the tract, know? that sort of tr- generic tract, tract yeah, scale like, model. Yeah. Like the whole thing. thing got made within the last twenty years. Yeah. And again, like the no tree cover is a very weird kind of look for yeah. the suburbs to me. Um, Which it is, and you bring up Fincher. It does have a Finchery vibe in terms of very contrasty, not a yeah. lot of color, yeah. very sort of sharp edges. It's. It, let me it's be. Cl- let me be clear before people think I hate this movie. I like this movie. <laughs> I, my, my feeling, what I said to you on the text message is really how I feel. On one hand, I think this is a perfectly fine thriller. Like I do. Like I think it's Mm -hmm. a perfectly, perfectly fine thriller. With a, with a great ending. Great ending. That, that A cast of four. Good good twists, I must say. Yeah. Like many good twists. A cast of four lead actors I fucking adore. Like, uh, like including a few people like Tim Robbins, I've always considered mine. So one of those kind of guys. (laughs) Right. Because he, he just yeah. one of those well, guys, one of those Shawshank. buried treasures that only yeah. you've known about, Tim Robbins. Yeah, ever hear yeah. Ever hear him? He's got like fifty movies under he's his this belt. This guy, uh, this guy, Tim Robbins. He's you know he's one of my guys. You know, it's like he's this tall guy. Yeah. I'm sure you've Super, seen him. You've seen him a lot. So of tall shit. in this movie. Is it me or does he seem so taller tall. in this? So movie? Tall. He is like he's I, like a legit six five. Oh wow! I have a question. Well, finish what you're gonna say. The end. So, so on one hand, movie I really like. On the other hand, um. Just speaking from 2018 and being a little more critical, uh, I do have some like notes, <laughs> ethical problems yeah. with the exploitation of mm. Oklahoma City. Um, and not, I don't mind you can write a story and tell a story about whatever you want, but right. if you're going to be dealing with shit like that, I want something to be said. I don't think this movie's saying anything, I think it's just using it all as a Honor. framework. For what I think is a nice, twisty movie. So I think all of the stuff about domestic terrorism is just playing lip service to it. There's, no, there's, there's nothing interesting going on there. The, the one interesting thing is the government wants you to have one person to blame. Right? That's well, the that, one, that's the yeah, one that, that point that they're jump making. Out at me. The government wants you to believe it's a lone actor so you can keep going. But the movie undercuts that notion to me. At the well, end, but I, I think can get into that when we get there. But I do, I do think that that's... It's, but it is saying something, right? I mean, I think that by but the movie undercuts the notion at the I mean, end I I, because I well, I don't know I'll, if it entirely I'll, so I'll make the point. <laughs> I'll go right to it. The movie undercuts the notion because the government wants you, and and there's a way to marry these two, but I just don't think they do it. 
the government wants you to believe there's a person. So the 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 implication is you feel uh, safer if there's one person. That no, yeah, but the implication is that the government in Timothy McVeigh's case, for instance, sure didn't bother looking at the wide web around Timothy McVeigh mm-hmm. because they want you to believe it was him alone and he's been killed and right. everything's fine. This movie, that's not the case. The Jeff, I, the Tim Robbins character mm-hmm. works the entire movie to give them one person. So it's not the government concealing anything. Uh-oh. The government is doing their job here because every piece of evidence they got is it's just Jeff Bridges. So it, that, to me, undercuts the point. The, 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 the interesting argument is the government is not doing their job. But in this movie, they are doing their job. And the white supremacists or, or the, the white nationalists, yeah. whoever Tim Robbins is supposed to represent, yeah. they're just smarter. I'm, I'm, I guess I want to sort of take it and one step farther, I just want to, I just but, want to finish my point. And okay. that's, to, to me, that's why ultimately the movie fails when it comes to that deeper that attempt to say anything more deeper or more interesting. That being said, the surface level shit works. I guess I just, to sort of uh, look at it from a slightly higher altitude, I'm, I'm still a little confused as to why Tim Robbins wanted to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that he's, I just, his, Fair point. I, I just don't know what his motivation necessarily <laughs> was. Beyond just being anti-government in general. Right. Yeah. Which, which, Okay. But I'm I'm not entirely clear as to why he was anti-government. Right. Um, it's a story that, about his dad. Yeah, it's, it was yeah. a symbol okay. of the thing. Okay, you know, All I right, think. fair enough. Because I do think that the, the conversation they have at the dinner table, which I, I pulled some um, some lines from, and when we get to it, uh, we'll talk about it in, in a. Well, here it is. Where Oliver says it's a sad state of affairs when you can't find a role model to vote for. Um, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, that really. That rings true right now. Mm-hmm. That whole conversation about politicians and celebrities. all of that, celebrities was a was a fascinating conversation. The movie, my overall feeling about the script in general is that people are talking about very interesting things and the things they're saying are interesting, but sometimes it feels a little first script. It feels a little mm-hmm. bit speechifying. It feels mm-hmm. a little bit sort of. It's a pretty talking movie. There's at least like three scenes of Jeff Bridges just talking to his students. Love it. <laughs> Which is, and, and again, yeah. saying really interesting no, I stuff. Well, I, my, just, my question know. is, like, I think that we're, I mean, it's definitely shot and lit and feels like dated in its style. Sure, totally. And, and there's just moments that feel crazy. Like, and like, you know, Jeff Bridges is like looking at this picture and then like, Tim Robbins is just right behind him in his yard, but he's fallen asleep looking at the book. Like he just like, this is a good place for me to do this yeah. right in the backyard of the terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Like there's certain things yeah. that are staged like that, where it happens a bunch of times. It feels so campy and people we, like popping up. Just, right. Yeah. It feels so campy that it, I don't think that would hold up today. And I wonder if it was sort of approached with the current level of nuance, would yeah. we be flagging it as such an over the top movie? Yeah. Or would it, would it, would we, kind of like give it a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt because it's just so can't like even from the first frame, like my, my friend I was watching it with was saying, you know, this, you, you'd never see a studio movie shot like this today. He was saying, and I was like, well, I don't know if that's true, but a bad studio movie. You no, know, he wasn't, I'm, he wasn't I'm, saying, no, 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 I'm gone saying, are the days when we get movies that are shot like this. It was more uh, that he was just like, this is, this looks, this looks David, like it was from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I actually, this is going to sound crazy, but like, I, I, I think that, the style could come back into vogue. Like the like there's something about this style 
that I, I, I respect this movie because it in no way is winking at the audience, right? That's true. It's not. It, it does the, it does those, those quick uh, zooms into the answering machine. Mm-hmm. It does the pop up several times. There's Tim mm-hmm. Robbins randomly showing up when he's looking at microfiche. There's Jonah, Joe Gusek randomly up showing up when she's on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I always like that picture. He's like, what? How, what are you doing in my office? <laughs> yeah, what? What? How did you get through security? Moment. How'd you know I was here? In the yeah. end, in terms of backing into the ending, like thinking about the ending, I'm like, oh, holy shit. And then I'm just thinking, wait, so. Yeah, no. He knew that. Wait, and then he and how did he know that he would take the thing? So many, so many of those. To get so, there. Yeah, and there's so many. So basically, a like car accident I, that has to happen. That he would, specific that he would be that, persuasive. Yeah. That that he would be determined enough to like surmount yeah. all the obstacles to get the car yeah. in there. Like yeah. you got, you're banking on a lot. No, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think like so, poor Wit. Also, Wit didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it was his fault. His wife died. But you were gonna. I'm kidding. But well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. uh, but then he, I mean, you know, he did yeah. get his comeuppance. That but, is, I mean, that that is something that's wrong. I, I also think it's like, yeah. like something you wouldn't say today, but that is something that's wrong about that Google synopsis you read. Mm. Like within the context of the movie, she wasn't killed by extremists, yeah, right? She, yeah, she was killed by a, a gun trader, a gun trader, a gun seller. Like, that, seems, just like we, that scene was kind of crazy. I mean, there well, was also, so like, much they're like, oh, they didn't, it. they didn't, they didn't announce themselves. And then in slow motion, she like, and we know that. And she's like, wait, <laughs> the kid doesn't know why we're here. It's a crazy scene. It's crazy. Like, it's, and then she gets a shotgun to the face. And Maybe. The, the little kid dies yeah, too. Well, that all, that amazing like wife, like the, the mm-hmm. month, I think that was his daughter-in-law yeah. holding the baby with a shotgun in one hand. It's kind of cool. I guess like the, it's, it's I'm, I feel like I'm giving this movie and we're giving this movie collectively a lot of passes and I'm okay with that. Because the, a lot of it, because of the way it was shot, because the I, I don't think it had like super high aspirations outside of like thrilling us. Um, oh no, I don't. I don't think so. You think I it had agree. higher aspirations? If you think about like the mind of someone in the early twenties, that scares me. If it had higher aspirations, no, I'm just I think saying. I, think about think about like the mind of a person in their early twenties who's like, I'm going to write a politics, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to make a. This is going to be so important, like. I don't know. Everyone's self-important at that age, so you've got to That's assume true. it had higher aspirations. I'm all right. So this is this is not a nice thing to say, but I, I think I think I'm being a little patronizing to the movie when, like, I I buy, I buy that and I think you're right, but right. also like. That's cute. That like a twenty. That's cute. That like. Fine, the 20, but I'm just saying. 20. Let's see it through the eyes of a person yeah. who's like, you dude. I'm gonna. You know what? What? What are the first things we all wrote? I mean, they were probably also yeah. re- had really lofty aspirations. Awful, awful stuff about like yes, about suicide and shit. So mm-hmm. and also just I mean I and and people just sort of speaking in long sort of swaths of yeah so I I totally get it and and I don't think I mean I think the reason maybe I'm giving it a pass has a lot to do with the performances I mean like we mentioned for I'm giving it stellar. a lot of passes I picked it for a reason you guys <laughs> like, I defend I defend my I defend no, my VHS I purchase I don't think it's I mean I don't think it's a bad movie. Mm-mm. I think it's I think it's a a well made movie for the time, but admittedly a little dated today. Mark Pellington is, I mean, I've never seen the Mothman prophecies in its entirety. Um, I don't know if I've never seen that. <laughs> you don't know the entire oeuvre of I Mark Pellington? No, I'm I mean, kidding. I of course, why would you? I was never like compelled to see anything else he did. This was the one. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking him up to make sure that I'm not crazy. Um, no, he did. Yeah, he did that, and then he did a couple of. He's done like music videos, a lot of music videos, yeah. He's done a lot of TV, lot of TV right? TV. Yeah, um, lot, you know, a lot of TV, right. um, blind spot episodes, 
did some Michael Jackson things. He did a movie called I Melt With You. Do you remember that movie yeah. that came out a couple uh-huh. years ago? Uh-huh. Um, he did the pilot for Red Widow. Uh, yeah. Foo Fighters music videos, Pearl Jam music. I mean, like a lot of music videos. The man works. The man works. My point is that this didn't necessarily launch a feature career. So, you know, I, 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 for good or for bad, I think that he was, I, I, he was in Almost Famous. He was in Jerry Maguire. I guess he's good friends with Cameron Crowe. Um, as an actor, he was in these things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember this guy in uh, Jerry Maguire. Looking at this picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember too. I totally know. Anyway. Uh, I think he was the director on Cooper Gooding Jr.'s yes. mattress shoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's you. Well, well what are you going to do? You know you're Jerry Maguire. Uh, I think it's a good movie. I think it's got a, a stellar fucking ending. I think that the actors are bringing it. I think Joan Cusack is inspired casting. She's in this incredible. Movie. She's I, I agree with you. Great. I love her. I'm she's, trying to work with her on something right oh, now. Joan Cusack, amazing. if you're listening to this, which I know you are, uh-huh. she's I know fan. you have yourself on podcast Google she, Alert. She tweets it all the time. I'm I'm so into her. Um, she's fantastic. She's she's, she's incredible. She really she, is. This is our second Joan Cusack movie, and. Runaway oh, Bride, of course. Shit. And oh, I um, about that one. again, well, that's great like, in Runaway Bride, but a, yeah, a standard in a that, not great movie. That's like to, John putting Joan Cusack in Runaway Bride is like you know batting Barry Bonds fourth. Like yes, that's like every time out. <laughs> does that make sense? Yes. Every sort of time sure. out, that's going to work. Fans. Putting her in this movie, love it. Like I always love love her kind of. She, they do this thing with her where they, she never plays, quote unquote, like a, two other Joan Cusack performances in 1999 to talk about as well. That was really the height of Joan Cusack. Yeah. So she, we also have her in uh, Credible Rock, the yep. uh, Tim, Tim Robbins directed, directed movie, movie. <laughs> uh, which I have. I, Only I knew about that, but I've not seen it in a while. And then she's the voice of Jesse in uh, Toy Story 2. Oh, she sure is. Yeah. So my point about Joan Cusack so is that, she, so she's often cast in movies you wouldn't expect, but she never plays, quote unquote, against type. Which I think is cool. Which is cool, but also like, how crazy is that? That this and Runaway Bride fit in the, you know what I mean? That fit in the spectrum of Junkie. She's Zachary. a very, like, spe- this is not surprising. She plays a good. very specific character. She's so great. But she's so true to life. And, yeah. And so that's why I think she, like, the Joan Cusack character can transcend all different genres. Well, I would also say, too, that so much of Tim Robbins' performance works because of Joan Cusack as well. Yeah. And most, they have a good chunk of scenes together, mm-hmm. obviously. And, she is this, or she gives the impression of this empathetic, like this just incredibly emotional person right. that, that gives him emotion because Tim Robbins is immediately suspicious. Right. So she at least gives you a little bit of a buy, right. which I think is You're incredibly like, important. But, yeah, but, but what? I'm Jones my with fa- him. My favorite moment is when she's standing behind Hope Davis at the phone <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? She's like, shopping you. And she's like, shopping. <laughs> <laughs> She's so great. And then they're just holding on her creepy yeah. face, and you're like, oh, fuck. You're going to die. I, wanna, I love it. I yeah. want to throw out an alt for the ending to this movie. Oh, sure. Okay. Do it. Punch it's, that it's shit actually, up. It's actually an ad. Um, yeah. Did anybody else in this room, when the ending's going down and the building's about to blow up, and they have the woman with the braid, turn the blonde woman with the braid. The student? Well, yes. The student. The reveal. Turn around. Student, yeah. Did anyone? Wait, hold on. Did I miss something? Was that a stu- was that his student? That was one of his it students. Was his, one yeah, of his was students. planted in his. Uh, yes, class. it was one of his students. Oh, I didn't get that. So I was just like, twist. this is a very dramatic, Random. very strange angle yeah. on this woman's face. Yeah. Well, it was a strange angle on her face. So strange that I went back I to make sure her. that wasn't Hope Davis. 
Oh, bad casting. Who we didn't see die. We only uh, heard she died. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been and great. That would have been great. That's my ad. I would have. I, I fully endorsed that addition. Do you think? I, do you think they did it? No, no I don't think. I they, don't. It was an I don't think they did it. I just wonder. Um, I, 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 I'm very thrilled that you guys are into that. <laughs> but I love it. But I've like I've I've gone back and forth with like would it have been too obvious? Like would she have played it differently? But if they played it the exact same way. I think it would have worked. And actually, to me, it would have been more satisfying. I, think it, I, I, I hated that she died. I hated that she well, died. Well, I hated that she- I know she, she had to for the movie. It'd be really work, cool but. if she- Yeah, that's true. Yep. If she had, if she and Joan Cusack had had a moment where Hope was like, just let me explain. And then- You went uh, off. And then you went off. Yeah. And then in the end, in the narrative of hearing like the soundscape of them being like, no one's authorized except you, 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 you. <laughs> Like if they're gonna do that, they can also do. Let me explain. Like you can yeah. you can bring back whatever you want if you're like living in a world where you can use all of those yeah, like yeah. tricks. I, I think that I actually think the whole reveal would have been a much more enriching performance because it just it that would have been a felt, holy shit moment. And she yeah. really sold the yeah the, the good girlfriend thing because like yeah. it just it would have made it feel like he was surrounded on all sides. I'll, do you know what I mean? That it was. I'll, I'll keep, they were in his house. I'll keep going now that you guys like it. Hold on. Uh, the blonde at yes. the end. Yeah. When was she in the class? The, she only, was, the only reason I knew she was in the class is because she was one of the three people interviewed at the end as the one news of footage. his students. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not I don't sure remember either. that she was in his class. I'm sure she was. She definitely was. I, I mean, I, I. It would have been great so. if she had like debated with him earlier in the class so that by the time you see her, yes, you're yes, like, yes, oh yes. my God, the yes. debater. Yeah. Like if she had debated like. I don't know. I mean, if she had been playing the role of someone who was on his side yeah. and re- and really like defending really idealistic him, yeah. and mm-hmm. defending him, if, if another student had been like, I don't know, she could have she could have really pop. played the yeah. or yeah, I agree, she didn't funny hat. She did not pop or or had a funny hat. Always yeah, or she funny had a funny hat. hat. <laughs> um, but so wait, so all right, so here's the Hope Davis thing that that yeah. I guess bothers me now. Okay, in retrospect, um, who I love, fucking love. Um, she has a lot of makeup in this movie. She was only in. She was only in the movie to be killed. If you look at the whole thing, she's a pretty blonde. That's one. That's why they're there, right? She was only in. (laughs) She was only in. Like, like she, she kind of served no. She kind of served no narrative purpose, right? Except to give Jeff Bridges someone to care about, aside from his kid, yeah, who we can kill. Yeah, but I don't think that that's a problem because I think, in a way, it showed. I don't know. I thought that they're, they compared to like the treatment of like the girlfriend in most movies, yeah. she got a little more. Like you got to she see her, back. you got to see her percep- her perspective when he's. I don't know. You saw that you saw her emotions about dating this guy that's clearly not ready to date, mm-hmm. and and like if if yeah. we went with your rewrite, um, sure, you'd go back and be like, oh, she feels conflicted because she feels empathy, not because she feels jealousy of the wife. Which it would be it would awesome. be so good if she was just like, I feel like, or or when she's standing in the stairs and she's like, I feel uncomfortable that he's having a meltdown. Seeing her go into the other room and be like, I don't know if I can do this, boss. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, that's how that's how that's how that's how operatives talk. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if boss. I can do this, boss. And they hold their and they hold their earwigs. <laughs> They hold them like so everyone can see. Yeah. I will say this though, to, to to your point as well, the the quote unquote hot younger grad student that was one of his students could have been played so much more rote and so much more and way more superficial. She had yeah. a, so she there was, was a lot more to her there than what could have could also have also like I think that one just 
in celebration of things that are dated about the movie, but in a way that I wish we could go back to. Like, Mm -hmm. she was the pretty blonde, but she was not, like, a model-slash-actress version of that. She seemed like a person. I I loved her casting, Absolutely, The casting was great, and I kind of felt like, I don't know, I appreciated the... I, I I feel like today, if that movie was made, it did it did cast like adults as adults. Yes, it did not cast like Chris Pine as Jeff Bridges. Well, I was thinking that, which too. I think I feel like today I I don't know like are there adult thinky adult dramas that cast just like non not not super hot middle aged people in them? Like yeah, I, I I'm into that in this movie today. You'd truthfully, still, I was no, really, that. it's yeah, it's going to be like casting people that it's going to be Ryan Reynolds as Tim Robbins. Right. Yeah. I have a different casting. Great. It's still Jeff Bridges. No, it's no. still Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. It's still Joan Cusack. May not be Hope Davis. I I just don't think. I guess I'm making a joke. What's your different casting? That's my no. Your you different really casting. Is, your people? different casting is just giving a note on our casting. My, no, no, no. My 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 joke is that um, you think it would be like middle, in this movie quote unquote middle aged people, yeah. mm-hmm. people who would have been middle aged 19 years ago, yeah. are not kids. Like the Chris Pines, Chris. I bet Chris Pine today is the same age as Jeff Bridges was then, or like five. No, but younger. they don't look at it. It's like it's they're, like they're kids. They that's what I'm saying. They, yeah, they seem. They too still young. look like kids and play kids. Who like you'd probably be casting? No joke. You'd probably be casting people in their late forties, early fifties, and these characters are probably <laughs> in their mid thirties. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Well, it's like at this point, yeah. though. I think just that what's, what what's great about Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins and Junkies. I love the David, casting. I want more. I do too. Yeah, is that they? It was they right feel, back then. They, just they feel don't like exist today. People. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we're saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that part of the problem is that the equivalent today are too pretty. They don't feel like real people. Mm-hmm. Um, How could so, this not? I mean, we're we're, we're in this industry, I, and I'm, and I'm not saying anything other than like. How could these people not exist today? How could you not have like people? I, but no one comes to I, you know I mean, who you know who fucking works because they're like literally this movie. Who? Uh, Matthew Reese and fucking Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell's gorgeous, but yeah. she's great. Oh, she she's gorgeous, but she, Carrie Russell as Hope Davis. No, I just mean like like who's the, who's the like, Joan Cusack. I mean, really, let's cast, this, let's, ca- let's cast this movie today with, like, studio bankable right, let's people do, let's, today. Let's do our job. I'm with you. I also, can I just say, just to, to before totally we, before lean into— Before we play into, this incredibly it's, fun it's, game— We're going to play this It's Timothy Chalamet as Tim Robbins' character. <laughs> <laughs> He's hot. It's Army Hammer. He's hot. Army Hammer. Oh, Army is. Hammer. Oh, wait. Actually, yes. It's Army Hammer as Tim Robbins. That's he, good casting. He could—I mean, in today's world, <laughs> yeah. it's it's Just up a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Give him a go-to. Uh, it's, it's, um, oh my God, uh, Gal Gadot, that's his wife. Wait, but let's Gal Gadot, real- yeah, Gal Gadot is the average the suburban wife. Sack. Yep. For As the folksy suburban wife. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they already did that. Oh, yeah, right. They the did. Joneses. They did. Guys, yeah. we're so, we're we, done. we get it. They, <laughs> it's it's, it's um, God, the that's the who's, exact- who's, Jeff, who's Jeff Bridges' character? Jeremy Renner? That feels right. I guess, but so Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner's like, I'm so smart. I'm a professor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm highly political. I'm the the highest IQ of anyone at this university. There is the John Hamm version of it, where John Hamm. It's also arch. It's also arch. (laughs) What we're talking about is too arch. Human. Where's a human? I'm I'm challenging you to come up with one. I can't. The thing about Jeff Bridges versus like. um, Think about our world. Like 
we adults that are in their 40s like send texts that are full of emojis that's of shitting. That, that's what I'm saying. Grown ups are kids. <laughs> Grown ups are kids. Is Jeff Bridges, it, it like it's a bad in thing? That movie, in that movie, is Jeff Bridges like sending a picture of an eggplant to Hope Davis, like <laughs> being like, hey, baby, see you tonight. Yeah. Eggplant, eggplant. With like, a splash emoji. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's the fucking yeah. tag movie, right? Tag movie's about five Right, men it's about of adults playing tag. Right now we're in like well, adults. That's, that's why I defend this movie because You're right. look what it's doing. Remember when you said no one's doing remember that. when you said your opinion wouldn't be changed? Yeah. I never said mine wouldn't be changed. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> You've That's won true. me over. I, you know what? Is there a, I will pose this though. Is there a gender swapped sh- version of this movie as well? Uh, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? That'd Where be cool. which I think is Jillian Bell. Jesus star God. of all gender yes. swapped things now. Yeah. Uh, That's not a like, joke. Wait, well, who's in the gender swap version? Not to be. Jillian Jill, Bell, by the way, has now starred in two gender swaps. She's about to start in her second yeah. gender Can't wait. swap. Splash. Splash is one. Splash. You see, she was cast in the wrong man's. Yeah, the the Showtime, the James Gordon comedy, Gordon thing. Okay, so who's who's the gender, gender swap, swap version? Just gender indulge swap, for one second. I, I, I mean, I honestly think Scarlett Johansson might very well be the Jeff Bridges version. No, no, in our ideal version. Okay, sorry. All right, <laughs> the, the best <laughs> version. Sorry, yeah. let's just a talk. Human let's be real. Living in the world, who could be a professor. And who could also like kind of have these like like terrorist thinky stuff? Natalie Portman probably. Uh, that's oh, a good she's answer. Not, she's not relatable answer. though. She's um. Yeah. Oh fuck! I really there's, want to nail this. Yeah. There's. Who is it? Uh, Amy Adams. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, Emily Blunt. Yeah, that's awesome. Although Emily Blunt is the Tim Robbins Emily, character. Yeah, yeah. totally be on board. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, I, I, Emily Blunt is Tim Robbins. I think yep. it's a, I think it's Amy Adams. It might be Amy Adams. Yeah, Amy Adams Jessica and Emily Chastain? Blunt. Yeah, they're uh, Amy Adams. I'm, you know, I'm overseeing her in political really? movies. I'm just like no. You, God, we yeah. were just talking about Zero Dark Thirty. How much we love it. It's a great. I mean, yeah. she's great in it. Amazing. She's great. I just Amy I think, Adams is an interesting call. She'd there, do it. She would do it. She'd kill it. Yeah. Let's remake you guys. Is there a Nicole Kidman version? As eh. Tim Robbins. <laughs> also, oh. also could be on board for that too. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. If she had the gray hair, like in Top of the Lake. So I see. That was some crazy gray hair. Right, that so, was amazing. Yeah, I, no, bought, I, like, I bought yeah, that amazing. 100%. What? You know what else is fun? All right. Let's say, let's say <laughs> it's Amy Adams and, and let's say it's Amy Adams and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Okay. Who like casting the, who are the Joan yeah, who are the, dudes? the Joan Cusack for Nicole Kidman? Oh, is you know, fun and you know what me. you do? You make you make it that like the women. You do another thing where you're like the women are, you know, basically Hope Davis and Joan Cusack are like the lower status partners. Yeah. So you're also doing a thing where you're like these men are like a little emasculated, but yeah. they don't, they're, yeah, they're yeah. today's men. They're, yeah. 
They're today's men. If you make who is that though? All right, so I'm going to throw I it out. I could see like a Brian Cranston. I think he's a little too old to be Nicole too, Kidman's husband. I think so. Too old, and, and also too high status. I was going to say Ed Helms. <laughs> oh yeah, in sort of a hangover way. <laughs> yeah, we, Ed Helms, button down. Like that's interesting. He can grill a burger, but he can also like you know he can be the stay at home dad, which yeah. you have to be in this version. I like right. that. I like Ed Helms as a stay at home dad. Yeah, I they, buy him as a stay at home dad. Yeah, they met and they were like, yeah. He he just never really he he always wanted to be a dad. And then ABA, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, just like that's what I'm he always wanted. Movie, and he was just like, and his whole thing is like, he has a whole speech at the beginning that's like really wordy, where he's like, why is it? Why has it been acceptable for women to just right. want to be moms, but not a man? Yeah, yeah. And so he's like a he's very yeah. woke. He's very woke. Yeah, he's, he's very woke. Wait, this and, is and this that's is Nicole's that, husband. Yeah, that's a word. Hope that's Davis. Okay, so and Amy Adams has like a younger grad student, yeah. adoring yeah. Timothy Chalamet esque boyfriend. That's, yeah, which is <laughs> that which, might be a little. He's really. Young, he's a little isn't he? too young. Hope Davis, no younger than Hope Davis in this movie. Hope Davis yes, in this movie true. is supposed to be twenty three. You know the vibe. And he's twenty three. Yeah, the vibe she's on the other crazy. foot. The vibe I want from that Blowing relationship. Yeah, is uh, is Kim Cattrall. And Smith on uh, Sex and Sex. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like I yeah. loved that relationship. I loved that, that too. I yeah. loved it. Just yeah. like a handsome. So who's going to be the dude? It's it's, it's um yeah. It, there 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 are guys like this. Like uh like 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 fun, good looking. You know who's great? This is a silly silly answer. Like sweethearts. But TV people will get it. Yeah. Jake Lacey. Who's Jake yeah, Lacey? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I yeah. see that. Jake Lacey is Jake Lacey. The only fucking. He's just in something. Yeah. yeah. He's just in something. He was in that show. Um. Look him up. He's great. I could also see uh, see the dude from This Is Us. Hartley, what's his face? The guy who plays the, the, like the blonde younger brother. Also, you know what? I also like Milo. 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 Or the dude from uh, or um, dude from New Girl. Uh, oh, Jake that. Johnson. Jake Johnson. No, the other one. Max Greenfield's perfect. Max Greenfield. Perfect. Max Greenfield. <laughs> now, here, now here's another Can problem. Can we make this? We have cast. We have cast four white people. Does anyone uh, want to throw, throw some diversity well, at it? This. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Here's the Hannibal here's, Burris. Here's the difficulty. Here's the yeah. Actually, you know what? Cast. Yeah, you know what? You cast like a good looking. The grad student should be a person of color. I think. Uh, and I also yeah. think you should keep like in order to like keep this movie the way you want to do it the right way. It's got to be the two white people over in Nicole Kidman's house. It's got to be the white because I think no, I don't no, want to get too I, into my no, politics. I, no, no, I think no, white I, nationalism is like the fucking worst. It's the core of what's going on in this country. No, I know. So, and and I that's yeah, the story it, to it's, tell. it's this thing where it's like okay, you want to represent. You want to represent our world at the same time. If if you're getting your sort of diversity from the characters who turn out to be like bad people, that's really problematic, you know? So, and here's the thing, the problem with this movie, all right, you need Nicole Kidman to be white. You need, we've already cast the movie, obviously. You need Ed Helms to be white and you need Amy Adams to be white. You know what? They it's Amy, sell that it's Amy Adams end. and Riz Ahmed. That's her grad student. Oh, oh wow. yeah. I love that. Boom. <laughs> or, that's fantastic. Or the other is Ahmed. Wait, what? Rabbi Malik. Oh. Uh, I like Riz no, Ahmed. Riz seems like more Riz intellectual. Rami Malek seems a little confused. They're these are <laughs> like very, he's confused. These are <laughs> very all right. So so now here's the, here's the other. <laughs> seems confused. All right, he so confused. so we've yeah. cast the movie. Yeah, that's great. We have the incredible dad speech you've alluded to. Yeah, that I'm very excited Adams. to hear. The <laughs> other issue that we're going to have with this movie. Uh huh. We got to come up with a new ending. Really? We, yes, yes. We well, need because we can't have the same twist. We need ending? it needs to. Be, we need to watchmen this. We need to come up with a, in my opinion, totally surprising, equally effective. Well, here's what ending. I think we should do. 
we should do the plot of this movie, and then when we get to the end, we'll come up with another ending. Do it. Hit it up. Yep. Because we have not talked about the plot of this movie, and it's been 50 minutes. This oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, th- but, <laughs> but this is our best podcast yet. This is a... This, <laughs> I mean, oh, my God, really? Is it really? This has been great. I don't have anything to compare it to because I have never listened to your podcast. That's I apologize. You're, you're incredibly busy. You've you been know. away. Yeah. Oh, Laurie. You're, you're taking busy, number. You're, you know, you're, What's it usually like? Less aggression. <laughs> uh, no. Well, we, depends on the guest. You're wrong about that. <laughs> oh. Um, but we, um, we, we rarely cast remakes. We've, we rarely so, do a deep dive into so casting a remake. So fun. We're doing, three filmmakers. We, yeah, we, we should be doing more. Uh, so the movie opens in an incredibly ominous way with a kid's hand. It looks like he was, it was like blown off or something like that. Yep. Uh, he blew it off with a firecracker, didn't he? Right, right, right. right. Firecracker. Uh, and it's um, Mason Gamble. Who uh, when, when is, was in everything at the time? Yeah, uh, he was in Rushmore. He was uh, Dennis the Menace. Anyway, so he's running down the street. He's bleeding. It looks like he's going to pass out. It's it's very hallucinatory. Like it's it's very weirdly impressionistic. It's a yeah. very strange way to open the movie. Um, and it's it's, it's done no, in a way like a cold open, I was like, a, say, like, no a, like offense, a TV show. It's kind of like Baby Fincher. Mm-hmm. It's a but it, it's also just it's very discombobulating for the movie to start that way. This movie made me appreciate the filmmaking of eight millimeter. Which wasn't him. No, it's but, Schumacher. But, but it, it did seem like a better movie in, in its own weird way. Yeah, this just, this, but again. I liked that movie. You did. You yeah. should like We uh, have Jim Campolongo on for uh, 8 millimeter. Oh, so okay. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to your podcast. <laughs> he was, he was so great. Like, uh-huh. until you. <laughs> it was, he, he also was, like, he I watched wanted the movie be, twice once yeah. with commentary. He did a deep, deep dive into oh, okay. millimeter. So I kind of wanted him credit. to come be the third yeah. co-host until today. Now that we have Suzanne Haas with <laughs> right. the Bengals. The third right, host. right. Yeah. Uh, he'll be thrilled to hear that. So uh, it's just, it's a very interesting way. It's like a cold open. You, you don't generally it's a woman's say, w- It's a woman's world. You can't be obsolete by just having two dudes hosting. <laughs> There's something to we're that. We're so obsolete. I, <laughs> we're, 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 I know. You're so obsolete. You're <laughs> we're stuck in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah, seriously. We're, yeah. I know. Very uh, nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have this, this sequence where Michael Faraday, played by Jeff Bridges, finds this kid bleeding on the in the middle of the road uh he picks him up and then it's a smash to the title card which is pretty rare we don't see that often where like you have a good five seven minutes or so and then the title card but can i can i just interject i hope that you're going to say that the spy who dumped me starts that way it does it does (laughs) it does we have a long (laughs) intro and then a title card no steal it from you if that's no i i i'm so happy that you are anticipating it with as much enthusiasm as I had it's hoped you were. It's, it's, we have a long ass intro, and amazing. then it's like, yeah, it's it's the way fantastic. it's the way a spy movie. Should there's start. a slamming yeah. of there's a slamming of a title card More with animation oh, and a fantastic. and a really stylized color palette. You guys, it's I, a, I, I really and I'm not just saying I am legitimately so excited to see this movie. Aw, I'm not just oh, saying it because thank I'm you. The other oh, thing, all right. So I just thought of a lot of things. One, it's the spy way, the spy movie way to Gotta start. Do it. Right? Gotta do like it. Like it's Donna, Donna. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. there's a Bond movie this year. And as a spy movie director, mm-hmm. maybe it should be you instead of Eric. Who comes <laughs> on. Have you seen The World Is Not Enough? Yeah, of course. Okay. That are, you, are you a big movie. Bond fan? Christmas only comes once a year. Wasn't that the last line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly, her name was that just for that joke and oh, more power 100%. to it. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean. Time's up. Is it the joke? <laughs> Isn't yeah, it a seriously. joke? Isn't the joke? Bond is like. I mean, so shouldn't they trump that and say like Christmas? What they meant to say was Christmas doesn't only come once a year. Well, he says I thought Christmas. Only oh, came I thought once a year. there you go. So nailed it. And there she's like, well, it's, well, it's, well, it's New Year's Day, so, so what I did, <laughs> and now it's New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, also, Denise, Denise Richards. Oof. Yeah. That's a whole Although Sophie Marceau is great in that movie. Although oh, Denise yeah. Richards, amazing. And, and Robert Carlyle, great villain. Oh, I miss him. Gets, gets slept on. People don't like that. Don't, don't speak seen of that Bond the, movie in the way that I think they should. I haven't we're seen do it, it literally 19 years looking for You're going to love it. Maybe. I do like I Goldeneye. It's, I think it's, it's my second favorite Brosman. Cool. Anyway. Uh, Jeff Bridges finds, we're going to get through this really quickly, uh, finds the kid, takes him to the hospital. It's the kid of Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack. They come to the hospital. They're like, Thank you for saving my kid. Uh, it's, it's a really upsetting way to open the movie, but that's how it opens. Uh, Michael then goes home, talks to his girlfriend, Brooke, played by uh, Hope Davis on their stoop. It's a really nice scene. And again, this speaks to the fact that Brooke is not just the girlfriend. I do think that she's, you can see that she has a brain. She's, she's thinking about the situation. She's empathetic, but also complex and really interesting. Well, I think that she is, that she serves two purposes. One, to kill her. And two, to have someone for Michael to convince over the course of this well, yes. movie. Yes, sure. Um, she does push back. She is not a dummy and she's yeah. supportive. She and serves I, a, a script purpose, but also I do think that there's a real character. And I do agree that like, you know, as far as these things go, yeah, she's pretty well drawn. And also I think it has a lot to do with Hope Davis. But, um, but I really do think ultimately like she's there to kill her. She's, she's there's a little, oh, bit yeah. Of that. Yeah. yeah. Can we also agree that Jeff, Jeff Bridges has amazing hair. His hair is flowing in guys, this movie. The, the guys never look better. It's great. He, and, and to think that the year previous, he's the dude. Wow. <laughs> like, anyway. That's Jeff Bridges, that, yeah, that's American crazy. hero. Uh, so Jeff Bridges is teaching class on American terrorism at George Washington University. Uh, this was a very powerful first class. I felt like all the things you're saying, Kenny, are true, which is that maybe the screenwriter and director wield some stuff in American history that is unsettling. But to see this speech, to see the Unabomber, uh, the Oklahoma bombings, all that sort of stuff, him talking about fewer and fewer of us are voting, more of us are rebelling. This class was just like, Jesus Christ. In 2018, Mm -hmm. our current climate, Mm -hmm. what's going on, to hear this speech is incredibly powerful. Amazing stuff. 19 years ago. I think, it's, I, I think it's great so real too. right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as writers, we're always looking for not revolting ways to do exposition dumps. And I think and this, this, would, was a this good, would count. I agree. No. Uh, Michael goes to visit his wife's grave with his son. We learned that his wife was an FBI agent and that he's dating one of his graduate students, as we mentioned. That said, uh, the first 15 minutes of this movie is exposition, exposition, it's, exposition, it's very exposition. Exposition. But it's, it's done. It's done well. It's done organically. But Which is I, I do, all you can ask for. Yeah, I do. You, you, I do feel like so much of this movie that, like, like if we're really getting to the granular level, yeah. you can see the strings. Like, as a writers, bit, a bit. Yep. they're hitting the beats you need to you need to hit. They're setting things up in the first fifteen minutes and hoping the audience sticks with it because of the powerful opening. Yeah, um, I don't disagree with that. But and, I, I mean, I think that it's I think it's relatively elegantly done, and considering. The oeuvre or the genre that this movie is playing in, yeah. I think it's doing it relatively and the well. Time, and the, yeah. the, and the time in which it was in the context. Movies. I yeah. would be interested to go back and watch a movie like American History X, which at the time I was sure. like, whoa, yeah, what an impactful yeah. movie. And also I was the age of someone who'd be like, what an impactful movie. And go see how that looks. Because Great, yeah. my memory I'm, of Arlington Road was like, holy shit, this like movie just blew my mind right. at the time. Yeah. And then watching it again, I'm like, wow, this is like lit and shot pretty like, Campily, and yeah. these yeah. performances yeah. are pretty crazy. And yeah. who, why are people, why are they covering people like this? And I wonder 
if I'd think the same of, of every movie I thought that about. It, well, we've been doing a lot of that with this podcast, obviously. Yeah. And, and just like, does I've, it, does it hold up? I've been pleasantly surprised. The movies that I love, like we did our top 10 list of our favorite films from 99 before, at the, in our first episode. And most of them have held up pretty well. I would something say. not, I mean, American Beauty, but I, I wouldn't say that anything, the only movie that, and what? I still love the movie, uh, Talented Mr. Ripley, which I've seen a million times and I love the film. This time around, when we were talking about it, I did find myself with some of the plotting. There were a little bit of bumps, but again, minor stuff. My, my point is, I think the movies that you loved back then, I think you'd still love them now. Mm-hmm. Um, just maybe with a little bit of, yeah. yeah. Some of them. I think we're just a little more critical. Say, we have I'd a, say you know, this movie, a lot of the movies in 1999, the reason it's the we chose this podcast, this is the year for the podcast, is because so many of them were the starting points for kind of Careers. modern cinema, yeah. right? Like there's so many movies that, that, that birthed different ways Well, there were filmmakers in this year that made films that really kind of launched them into different directions, I think, or at least sort of, I mean, obviously Seven's a big movie, but Fight Club puts Fincher into sort of the next echelon of his career, or it certainly sort of pushes him in different directions. Right. Um, I mean, Wachowski's. The Wachowski's obviously. Also, just, but, but things like The Matrix, like that. Birth, or, or, that that or birthed election. an entire genre, but, right? But election I, kind of birthed, birthed an entire way of making movies. And the thing about this movie is this feels like the end of something. Well, you know? I wonder if the what you're speaking to is the fact that it is an extremely specific to the zeitgeist movie. And this the other one? movies, yeah, and the other movies you're mentioning um, are genre movies in a way. I mean, election is sort of a timeless teen movie yeah. that exists in any teen world the way that Mean Girls does. You know, Mean Girls is not like, it, it's not supposed to be about the time. It's supposed to be about that experience. Yeah. The Matrix is its own thing. Yeah. Fight Club is its own thing. I mean, yeah. this movie is just a movie. It's a it's a snapshot of a time and like a, a zeitgeist and a feeling and like a lack of irony and a lack of, so I wonder if that's the reason it's just going to feel dated no matter there what. Are, there are other I movies from this year. That American we'll, Beauty is the, maybe the biggest one that for us, in a rewatch prior to the Kevin Spacey allocations, yeah. was problematic even prior to that. That, that movie, I, that movie I, is a lot more problematic than this movie. Yeah. I always had problems with that movie even when it came out. But I'd say it's fair. And, and I... Yeah, I mean, I, I've, all, I have all sorts of feminist problems with it, but we can get to that another time. You should, time. You, yeah, you no, should. That was absolutely. my biggest critique before the <laughs> well, Kevin. That, that is, that stuff. is the. I was like, oh, the shrewish wife and like Thora Birch as the like ugly duckling. What the fuck am I watching? But right it's now? even worse than that because well, the toxic. Like, that's the poster child of toxic masculinity. Well, that, but just oh yeah, but the I know. movie has the movie has. It's not even just the characterization of those two characters. The movie is cast a lot with toxic masculinity. The movie yeah. has aggrandizes. Kevin Spacey's switch from somewhat responsible family man to, to like to weird man, yeah, weird man child, and like and like angry and at his like wife who doesn't put out and like makes it's just the money all, and yeah, um, yeah, and and there there are these little moments where like they give him grace notes and then she does something similar and they don't give her grace notes yeah. and things. But like she's that. the villain. Like I, I would say that when I watched the film the last time when we talked about it, Penny very astutely was like. This movie is, you are built to hate Annette Benning. Like, she is the villain. Mm-hmm. She's the one that's, quote, unquote, ruining his life. Yeah, and Mina Suvari is, like, an idiot that you're supposed to hate. Yeah. Also. It's, it's, it, it is. Not it's a victim. A, Not that we need to be, like, all yeah. women are victims, but, like. It's a cynical movie I know. in a way that is. I always thought it was. Yeah. But I almost feel like cynical is too nice. Like, that. But, like, yeah, and if you compare it to 
the Ice Storm, which was like kind of its contemporary and just a, we both one of our an amazing yeah, movie. It's, great, yeah. it's like movie. one has nuance and one has like humanity. Well, one has humanity and one yeah. doesn't. And I think what I like about Arlington Road is that it has humanity. I'm sorry. It does have humanity. It has a lot of humanity. I and we I can, think so too. And and like I appreciate the attempt to do something with humanity, that it, humanity and intelligence in a time that like if we can't even imagine this movie ever getting made now, maybe yeah. it's because it is dated and we laugh at all the things, but also are movies getting made with that now? I don't even think they are. Maybe small movies. And the humanity is vital for the ending to work as well. And and it doesn't have a sanitized, and it doesn't have, and it's not, it's not like scrubbed of all of that because it's a studio movie. It's a studio making a movie that like is think, is like a think piece. Like that would generate, they wouldn't do it now because they would be afraid of like everything. I mean, they would be afraid of like the internet and people and trolls and Reddit and all of that. I, I think, think. Be, there, there is a nice lot of to see someone try the system right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Anything. No, it'd be nice to see someone try like us, but <laughs> for instance, look, uh, I feel like, I don't know, not for nothing, but I feel like a gender flipped take on this. Yeah. We just need a new ending with the participation of Aaron Kruger. Yeah, sure. Just, Listen. I wish you all could have seen Kenny's face. <laughs> not on board. I was so with Susanna that she she says, and I like I I think because I, I, I feel like not. I, I don't mean he's writing. I just mean yeah. he consult on it. Yeah, one sure, lunch with him and the, be like, what What are yeah, things that you care that's about? Fair, that's fair. Okay, cool. We'll pay for lunch. Bye-bye. I'm, Actually, I'm, you pay for lunch with your Scream 3 money. I'm, See ya. Yeah, I'm kidding, Aaron. Money. With your Transformers. I keep forgetting yeah, he's Transformers. So rich. <laughs> he's the richest. I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron. I think you did a nice job with this movie. Um, well, so, I, oh, I want to say one more thing about yeah. contemporary movies. We haven't done... There are a couple of like... There are a couple of high point contemporary movies. Yeah. That or contemporary then movies that we haven't done that I'll be interested to see how they hold up. Specifically, Three Kings. I love and, Three Kings, yeah, and I think Kings. that holds up. And The Insider. I've also so, watched it recently, and it. I think both those movies hold up. But I know what I you're think so too. Um, because I, I, well, we'll see. I think I think they're they're. I'm very excited for our guests for The Insider. I think it's going to be really exciting when we. Mike uh, Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Is he still alive? You're going to talk about no. another guest in front of a guest. Well. <laughs> Good question. The fuck, Phil. Well, you're going to be hosting it with us, so it's... Oh, great. I mean, oh, yeah. Right. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't you have, wait. You have nothing to do, right? <laughs> I, I'm totally free. Yeah, it's not like you're I'll see you tomorrow at 7.30 in the morning. Again. Like <laughs> uh, so... You shouldn't have pilot? Yeah. What are you shooting? Um, a friend's pilot. Well, now she's my friend because I work with her now. Someone else's pilot. Can you say it or no? Is it um, closed or do you want... We can say it off mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's an Amazon pilot. It's an Amazon pilot that I think could be described as my so-called life meets Lord of the Flies meets Lost. Oh, meets the Stanford really? Prison Experiment. Really? And it takes place on an island and it's going to be so fun. Can I, She's shooting can in I, New Zealand. Can I visit the set in New Zealand? Yeah, come to New Zealand. All right, I'll be there. Yeah. Take a chopper to the set like we're going to have to do. A chopper to the set? Maybe. New Zealand's. Oh, that's, by the way, that sounds awesome. That's so awesome. baller. So awesome. Everything, so about awesome. That, everything about that sounds awesome. Okay, yeah. great. Cool. Um, so back to the plot of this movie, real, movie? real quick. Uh, Arlington Road. So basically... Uh, <laughs> the, unfor- goes- the unforgettable movie we're talking yeah. about right now. <laughs> Michael goes to Oliver's house, sees blueprints, starts freaking out. Uh, Oliver says they're blueprints for a mall he's redesigning, but they don't look like blueprints for a mall. They look like blueprints for a building. He starts talking to Brooke. She's like, you're being paranoid. Um, Oliver thinks that someone should pay for the death of Michael's wife, specifically the FBI, for sending her to her death with bad intelligence. Um, Michael does some digging and finds out that Oliver's story doesn't match, that this identity stuff isn't, isn't true. And that, uh, he's actually, his real name is William Fenimore. Can we talk for a second about his high school yearbook photo where he looks like he's 45 surrounded by a bunch of children? Oh, can we also talk about the the music? (laughs) Angela Badalamente. The music is sort of insane. 
The when music ever, never stops. The music, no. it's like, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's a little intense. And then sometimes when it's like a reveal, it's like, <laughs> ding, like it's yeah. so intense. And then every single time it's like, yeah. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty over the top. It is. I mean, I think that Angelo Battlemente has not done a ton of scores outside of his work with David Lynch, where he obviously, they're clearly sharing a brain and right. they make sense together. Right. Uh, yeah. This is scores a little bit bonkers. Um, so um, <laughs> it's crazy. It is. It uh, is. Michael walks his students through the mission his wife was sent on to take down a guy who is supposedly stockpiling weapons in some sort of militia situation, but that wasn't the case. It kind of was the case in a weird way. Gunfight ensues. A very, in my opinion, silly, melodramatic, slow motion gunfight. And everybody's killed, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is just the kind of hallmark example of this movie's politics being all kind of fucked up. Right, like yeah. it's kind of put a bunch of things in a blender. Yeah, it just it just the it, it, it's a weird thing to come down on the side of the white separatists and basically saying no, there are some good white separatists, which is essentially what this yeah. this part is saying. Like they eventually, you mean there's some good people on the other side, Kenny. But yes, good people on both sides. I would say <laughs> that in a weird way, um, yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's a bad thing to like humanize sort of everyone's side. It's not, but in this situation, I don't see the value in not making it actual extremists. Right. I, like I do see the, I do see the value in having kind of the raid being a mistake. Well, would you have felt differently if they had developed Tip, Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack's story a little bit more in the way that like in a running on empty way or in a weather underground way where oh, you're like, you know, where, where you're like, Oh, there's context there. They are these radicals. Um, I wonder if that would I have mean, done get, wonders for me, by the way, yeah. something like that had happened. And it, and cause then I feel like you're like, Oh, then they belong to, they're not contextless. They're mm-hmm. not like, I mean, the thing is it's from Jeff Bridges perspective. So we're not really going behind the scenes with Tim Robbins. They're like, just, he's just popping up out of nowhere through yeah. Jeff Bridges eyes. Necessarily. But, yeah, but because they have to hide the ball. Right. But I think there were opportunities, specifically in the dinner scene that we first have, where he's he's sort of talking about politicians and he kind of grazes yeah. over that. But like which which simplifies it to a point where you then have problems with it because it doesn't hold up to the scrutiny. But right. maybe if there's a bit more if there was a little more context. Or you know, if I, or I, if yeah, or if sorry, um or, oh, or if like if it turned into a debate where Tim Robbins got really upset and Joan Cusack was like, honey not at the table. Like there, if there yeah. were, if Jeff Bridges pushed him a little harder and you saw an emotionally extreme reaction from mm-hmm. either of them, mm-hmm. um, that seemed outsized for what it was. Yeah. I feel like you'd be like, Oh, there's like pain and rage there. Not just this sort of icy, like, you know, what's your problem neighbor stuff that we get. It's just, you it's know? a little mustache twirly, which yeah. is maybe my biggest problem with it, right. which is that the villains are so obviously the villains. Um, and again, that, that's that's fine, but just if they the had slightest Hope Davis's, bit more, if they had Hope Davis's yes. level of if they are, if they're Hope Davis level of likable, mm-hmm. and then the twists at the end are the twists, yeah. or there's more, it's more of a mind fuck because he's like, if Jeff Bridges bonded with Tim Robbins in a real way, mm-hmm. like I don't know, there's just stuff you could have done. I mean, if, I t- totally, if Tim Robbins I was totally like, agree. my first wife died, and they're like, oh man, let's go talk about her wife. You know, if there was just some moment where you're like, oh, Jeff Bridges needs a friend because yeah. his only friend is Wit and his grad student so and if his he, kid sort and of. his and his kid so if he had i don't know if if they, if they showed that he really liked them for a minute longer maybe well i think to, to your point i think that tim robbins kind of just seems like a guy who has an axe to grind right and 
it's it's a, a somewhat vague axe on top of that. I right. think that if with a little bit more depth, honestly, like 10% more on both yeah, of them, it right. would have gone so far for yeah. me anyway of feeling like conflicted mm-hmm. about these people. Yeah. And being like, I don't. Yeah. Right. And and if Jeff Bridges liked them a little more before he started suspecting them. Yeah. Or, or you know what? doesn't even need to be more scenes. But if those scenes had had a little more of a genuine connection beyond just like I saved your son's life. Well, because there's no buildup in this movie. Right. Like I talked about how how interesting and exciting that opening is, mm-hmm. but it also gives no latency period to this movie. Mm-hmm. So like right from the jump, you're like, okay, so this is, everything's fucked. And at no point do you, to your point, feel the normalcy mm-hmm. or of him being legitimately friends with these people right. and really falling into a lull of that so that when the twists start to come, right. it's just immediate. Well, right. the, the, so, the problem, I mean, like bad. this movie, I, I, I hesitate to scrutinize it so much because it really fails under scrutiny, but the problem is... Says you. <laughs> We've pro- just made a better movie. Guys. I'm going to prove it right now. The oh, problem no. is there is there is no... Um, guys. Fuck. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. It was ridiculous. I, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I, I, please continue. Phil just wants to get to the rest of the summer. I can tell. Like, I'm, well, I'm just... It's, you know, I, okay, hold on, hold on. I, I propose, as the, as the new... Newly minted co-host of your podcast. Was, I wasn't trying to in any way suggest that your opinion was valid hold on, or, hold, or hang I don't on. want to hear it. Phil, why don't you why don't you just quickly toggle through the rest and then we talk about it all? So or do you, you want to get you, through the plot? You go go and I'll no. I'll I, I want to continue the conversation we were having. Go go go. But I don't. You know if if all right. no, if it's no too, don't don't get upset. Boys, I'm sorry, boys. dude. <laughs> Can I just finish what you're saying? The point is, <laughs> if you guys are interested in scrutinizing the movie we're doing a podcast about, yeah, of course I am. Tim Robbins didn't have a plan here, okay? Mm-hmm. If Tim Robbins' plan was to frame Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. he would have at some point infiltrated Jeff Bridges' life. But that's not what happened. They, their lives only intersected totally coincidentally because Jeff Bridges happened to be driving home the day his son happened to blow his hand off. Right. And I don't think his plan was to frame him, though. I really don't. I think it's just he got in the way. So they're like, okay, now you're part of this narrative, Jeff Bridges. Mm, and that's maybe even worse. Wait, because so you, you think that... He always wanted to From frame him? From the very beginning, he was well, going to frame him? No, I, I don't think so. I don't I think, think they're even saying that. Well, he did frame him, though. So I know, but I think that came out of the fact that they had to repurpose Jeff Bridges' interest in them into something. Like, if, I think if, it was a deflecting thing. Like, if this isn't a master plan situation? That part was not, I don't think. Even this, when he said, you saved my son, I saved your, yeah. your kid's life, and he's like, that's why you're still alive. Like, I think he would have just, I think he... He just got in the way, so he's like, "Okay, cool." I think it was an that, audible that worked to, out to use really a, a football terminology. <laughs> That's good; it's good football. But the the idea basically is preparing one for of two any th- given Sunday. One of two things happened here: either it was a master plan situation, yeah. which I th- personally I think is like what was intended in this movie, yeah. where at the end you're supposed to look back and be like, "Oh, he was planning this from the beginning, from the moment he moved next to him," or it's an audible, which I think is much worse. Like it's I don't then, think, then so many lucky things had to happen. If they didn't plan I think this, that's, I think definitely. But that's a lot of that's not no. But I don't think I don't think do it was movie. like a late in the game like twist. I think it was like pretty early on. The I think the minute Jeff Bridges, but he already was planning the bombing because the blueprints yeah. already existed. So no, I know his initial plan was to do was to do it himself. But was do to, we know those blueprints were for the FBI building though? Well, yeah, the, I we think know we're supposed they, to think we they, they were for the mall. We know right. that so I'm, I'm just speaking yes. to the fact that like he could have been planning a bombing and then sort of 
Also, course, course correct. Also, correct side note: lock your office. Just yeah, lock your office, I mean, terrorists. So many for, times, for a million. But <laughs> so just, many times. All right. Well, that sets the point. Go back but, to the synopsis. But no, I. But but I think I. I don't think the master plan was to frame him. I just don't. I, because, I, because if that is the case, then the sun and the fireworks and Jeff Britt, it's like too. Then that's the coincidence that bothers me more than he's got some plan. There, hmm. there's a there's a TBD about who they're going to frame for that, or maybe they're not going to frame anyone, and then Jeff Bridges just won't stop. I'm going to I'm going to I'm not I'm gonna really plan buying the TBD. I'm going to say to frame someone. There's who, tons of TBDs in a terrorist attack. Don't you know anything right, about right. terrorist exactly. attacks? <laughs> You're just like, well, wing it. I will say this though. This is this might be one of the reasons why it was premeditated. Again, I, I don't I don't know that this holds up, but. He did move in next door to Jeff Bridges. Of course, and it was premeditated. And at the end of the movie, we see him moving in again, you know, moving to another house. We don't necessarily know who that neighbor is, but yeah, okay. potentially there's something to that. The movie, I don't know. The movie is called Arlington Road. I mean, but, it's like, it's this, the, the, the plan was. But here's a was, question. If they're going to frame somebody. Yeah. Why are you gonna? I mean, it's like great question. No, no, I <laughs> that is. I totally agree with I'm you. I'm just saying, if you're yeah, if you're gonna frame someone, why are you picking someone who's I'm like smart? Gonna, right. I totally agree with you. I think that is also <laughs> another problem with this movie because in either frame it, wit in either iteration, <laughs> they framed someone. They framed the person who's probably best situated yeah. to right. foil their plan. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. And it's a movie decision either way. So yeah, I think like. Again, like I'm trying not to scrutinize this movie too hard because like the actual yeah. the actual experience of watching the movie is fun and it moves and it all kind of works together if you want it to work that's, but if you go a, and i do I, and then I, I do too right. i think that's I what you. i'm getting at yeah. but if you do go a little deeper yeah it kind of falls apart but like not in a way that makes me angry you know sometimes like when yeah. movies fall apart it makes me angry this doesn't make me angry because again i don't think it's really aspiring to be right. like the definitive white separatist but i would also terrorism say too, movie to to quote hunter covington uh, past and future guest. Uh, Should who, listen to this podcast more, huh? It's, and Stacey's drop. She came on for Dick. Um, and uh, Thomas Crown Affair. Movie that Andrew. bothered me a lot more than this. Dick? Oh, no, Thomas I love Crown Dick. Affair. Thomas yeah. Crown, yeah, I felt like was like Thomas Crown Affair. missed opportunity after but, missed opportunity. Yeah. That being said, I think that Hunter made a very good point when he came on for Chill Factor <laughs> with <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, was tone. Which is that if there's a confidence in tone, mm-hmm. and I'm sure uh, you can attest to this, confidence in tone is everything. If you if if we feel as a viewer as though we're in the hands of someone who fully understands what they're doing, and you're on you're, you're game for the ride that they're going to take you can you buy on. things. And I think that that's what this movie is in a lot yeah. of ways. You're willing to give it a lot of buys because it's confident in what it's doing. Mm-hmm. You're in the hands of four and along with other great actors. Right. And just, if it feels like it's a monologue chamber piece at times, that's right. just what it is. Yeah. It's not, it's not try, right. Like it's not saying this is an, an actual neighborhood. This yeah. is saying this is a bit of a fable. This is a bit, or not a fable, but you know, this is a bit yeah. of a, like, yeah. I mean, I do feel like there's a self-awareness in how pushed those things are that's supposed to give you a little bit of inoculation against us picking apart every like yeah. reality thing. Well, there's intent. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that one of the myriad of things that we hated about chill factor was a lack of intent, mm-hmm. a lack of anything meaning anything. Mm-hmm. And as a viewer, you shut down, you just like, right. you just, you, you pull the ripcord. Um, so 
I'm going to just quickly get through this. I do want to point out one thing that I did think was odd was these weird fades to black that oh, kind yeah. of punctuate the movie, but for no apparent reason. Yeah, totally mm-hmm. campy. It was cheesy. Weird. Um, so basically, uh, Michael confronts, sorry, Oliver confronts Michael about his passing. It was all the work of an immature 16 year old. Uh, they get in this confrontation. Brooke sees Oliver making some sort of suspicious exchange of papers in a parking lot. Yeah, um, I didn't really understand. I, I may have zoned out for a minute. What was going? How I'm did not she sure get there? I understood that either. No, maybe I didn't. She zone needed out. to just see him do something suspicious, so she followed him. Basically, I get that. Why was she even in there? I don't know. All right, doesn't matter. Uh, Brooke calls Michael to tell him she believes him and is on her way to him. That's so first drafty. It is. That's so like, like she sees so, something that's weird. So placeholder-y. And then follows, yeah, and, and then just you're sitting down in front of the computer. You're like, just just papers in a van and a garage and. <laughs> Something it's, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's right. very placeholder, yeah. and then it somehow just didn't get pulled. Yeah. Uh, Joe Cusack shows up with our amazing shopping. <laughs> uh, she's amazing. Michael sees that Brooke was in a car accident on the news and has been killed. Uh, then the next morning, there's one of the, one of my favorite unintentionally funny moments is when Wit wakes him up in the morning, and he's like passed out on in his bed. Michael Jeff Bridges, and he picks up. I was like, "Hey, Wit, my girlfriend was killed yesterday." Like. Basically, no sort of, I don't know, warm up, just yeah. like right yeah. into the conversation saying. And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's like, can I call you back? He's like, yeah, sure. That's the scene. <laughs> That's literally the scene. Yeah. Hey, bro, it's not a good time. My girlfriend was killed. Oh, oh yeah. You take your time. I'll talk hey, to you in like 10, 15 minutes. But he's also like, but you never called me back. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, girlfriend died. So then we've got this Michael racing to pick up Grant at the Explorer camp sequence. Mm-hmm. Where there's also a somewhat unintentionally funny beat where <laughs> he drive you see it's like a chopper shot of him driving to the camp. Mm-hmm. Lots of driving shots. In Lots this movie. of driving. Lots shots. of like yeah. He drives there. He has a very quick scene with these uh, explorer camp counselors yeah. with this like hot white lighting over them that make it look incredibly menacing. Bizarre. Yeah. And then they're like, he's not here. And then it's him driving back. Yeah. And it happens in such, it almost feels like Benny Hill. Like, yeah. And then the minute he walks in, oh, one really funny thing was um when he walks in and they're having like a, a like party full of terrorists. You know, they're hanging it's out, like listening really, to like, yeah. they're listening to like seventies music. Party, music. Yeah. They're listening to Get Down Tonight with their terrorist friends, and it's like and a weird. Laughing. It's a weird like like yeah. Like the tone of that scene was crazy. Bizarre. And then it punches outside the house, and you get this like shot through the window of like I guess what the world looks like, or seeing in, and they're just laughing and having a moment. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? It's like it's a very and the minute he walk and, and and also like there were okay the when he walk and Jeffrey just walks in and Tim Robbins is like oh sorry we killed Brooke sorry I'm a terrorist you better shut the fuck up like he just like <laughs> says everything yeah and I'm like why there's no motivation I don't know are we are we back to scrutinizing the movie. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Is that party, okay again? I'm, I'm just, just not sure. What's I'm just happening. saying the party of terrorists was, was funny. Weird, is it? It's a weird. Beat. Is it? Right. It's a weird beat. I'm hey, like, don't you think? That I if you're agree gonna, with you guys, but I've been sitting back and being like, yeah, let's just get through the. Let's if you're get gonna party, synopsis. if you're gonna party with terrorists, you should do it at a neutral spot, like an Applebee's. Sure. You shouldn't that's, be like terrorists. They hang out. They're like, and they're like, they're like these weird, disorienting shots of like flipping burgers on the grill and like everyone's partying, and it felt a little bizarre. It's bizarre. Uh, Wit accosts Michael the following day, stating the FBI discovered nothing suspicious about Oliver uh, or his acquaintances and says Michael's missing telephone message was from a payphone. The next day, Michael drives to the payphone where he sees a passing delivery vehicle. He follows it to its depot where he sees the man 
from the parking lot. I don't know who these white guys are. This is all it's it's all a little bit. One of the problems with, with doing a white supremacist movie is there's a bunch of white people in it, you can't tell them apart. They all look the same. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do any diversity. It's a casting they all look, <laughs> Yeah, they, It's just like, who's this white guy? Is that a bad white guy? Is that, if they had glasses, all I think All the white they guys were are bad except for Jeff Bridges. They I mean, did the good thing yeah. with the one guy who was totally bald, but they yes. also told, put him in a hat a lot. <laughs> so They did. They did. I, I liked the scene with the um, father, Dean Scobie's father. Yes. That guy died like... Two weeks ago, the, d- the dad. I looked oh, really? him up. Oh, that's yeah. really sad. Uh, yeah, he was good. He was I like. Really good. I, I thought it was. I really liked the part where they were like the the, the one little nugget he drops at the end. Mm-hmm. He loved kids. He loved kids. He the discoverer troop. Yeah, Bridges was like, what? I mean, I don't know. I like. Well, I like the. You know what I was thinking when I was watching that scene was how, this is masterful. Me too. Well, how easy it is. <laughs> Sorry, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you know who I felt on uh, Thomas Crown Affair beat Keep up going. by three people. Well, I don't feel beaten up. I, I mean, I'm kidding. No, he I, just feels I, defensive. I, Go on. Defensive I, of no, what? You're no. defensive. No, I'm not defending this. You're movie. defensive. <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, are you kidding? Like, okay. Listen, first of I all, acknowledge, I acknowledge calling someone defensive is like the weakest because you can't defend that comment. But secondly, like, what am I defending? I don't. I, You're not. I mean, I just. I, we are letting you shit on the. We're all shitting on the movie. Also, sometimes, sometimes. But sometimes we're looking what for the good. What I was going in it. to say was mm-hmm. how easy it is to find a good older actor, um, old character actor. It the best. really is like when you can when you contrast him because he has one scene in this movie, but he's like amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just think it is. It's so easy to find these like old pros. But yeah, yeah sure, masterful. Let's keep going with the movie. I, I think she was being slightly. Um, I was making fun of my own self, like loving this movie, in spite of its many flaws that I acknowledge. Let's exist. just keep going with the movie. Okay. Michael uh, is shocked to see Grant at the window, gives chase. Oliver intercepts Michael's car, causing a crash. Says Michael will not see Grant again. Oliver expounds on his group's anti-government mission and their current targeting the FBI. Michael overpowers Oliver, drives to the FBI headquarters, calling Wit to warn him. Michael sees a delivery van at the gate pursues it into the secure parking garage, discovers that the van has a different driver and is empty. Wood tells Michael that he's the only one unauthorized. He's the only unauthorized person in the building. Michael rushes back to his own car, discovers a bomb in the trunk seconds before it explodes. The blast partially collapses the FBI headquarters as Oliver watches impassively from a distance. The montage of television clips, Michael is portrayed as a lone wolf terrorist who has sought revenge for the FBI for his wife's death. Uh, statements from his students, one of whom is a conspirator, support the official story, giving accounts of his erratic and paranoid behavior, and inferring that he has held a dangerous grudge against the FBI. Grant, now orphaned, moves in with relatives, tragically unaware of his father's innocence. And the final scene implies that the Langs, who successfully misdirected law enforcement, will soon move to a different house in preparation for another attack. Zero to 99? No, no. We can, I, I mean, I, I, I would like to talk about the end of this movie and how right. it works incredibly well go for it um i think it's a really powerful ending whether or not it makes the rest of the movie great i don't think it does but i think it's a good ending right i think yeah i think that the ending's great i think the beginning's great i think there's a lot of stuff in the middle getting from a to b that is like problematic ah, and hmm, bumpy well, yeah um yeah I, th- I think it's a cool ending mm-hmm. but i will maintain that this movie is just a it's it's a it's a thriller screenplay in search of a um of a template and I think it found the wrong template. 
And I, I really strongly feel that you don't get a lot of bites at this apple at making the movie about domestic terrorism. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it really says anything about it. Mm-hmm. I think your point about the weather underground is an interesting one because for one reason, they were leftists. Right. So, you know, people like us at least are more sympathetic to their, their cause. Give us an entry point. Yeah. But we hate the, like we hate the violence and when you turn to violence, but there is a way to, to present the right wing separatist movement in a way that even the most liberal of us can understand. Which would be doing a service to sort of understanding the other side. Yeah, it's that, it's the... Instead of the sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. It's given the it's given the villain a motivation that I, I think may have helped the movie, but like, to the point, this movie doesn't want to go there. This movie wants to give you a twist ending. Right. And in order to give you the twist ending, it has to hide the ball the whole movie. You can't get that close to Tim Robbins. You can't get that close to Joan Cusack. You really can't, like, like they, they force it at points, but it's like the scene you were talking about where it's ridiculous, where Tim Robbins is telling him everything right. that he's thinking right. and has done. And you're just like, he's telling you him don't slash us. need yeah. to do this. Well, I think that, I mean, I think, and, you know, we sort of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think that, you know, a little bit more on the Tim Robbins, Joan Cusack would have gone a long way, at least for I, me personally, I, I, of yeah. feeling like I but at least hard, understood their but side But it's hard it to do with given the way where you're going the, yeah, at the I, end. I agree. I think that... Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the the structure, I mean, I always think that with just slightly more nuanced characters and more uh-huh. empathetic, sympathetic characters, you'd, um, you'd, I feel like I would forgive a lot of these things that were, I mean, yeah. I just feel like for me, if there's like deeper, if it was less arch, I know the point is it's a little bit of a heightened thriller, but if it was a little less arch and a little bit more grounded, I could have dealt with that. It just would have given it another layer. I, are, I mean, I think and that I layer think that, that layer would have made me and 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 I include having like a political stance that is saying something a little bit more. Like I think I think within the structure, like if yeah. I was to look at this script and they were like, "Hey, we're shooting in a week. You can't change any of the anything except you can accept the dialogue." I think you could make it. Yeah, you know, you could just add layers. I think the dialogue serviced it, but it was it was functional and it wasn't. It didn't have the nuance that would have made it like deeper, I think. I think to your point, in terms of a template, in terms of the genre and the sandbox that he's decided that this film's going to take place in, it is trickier because I think that he wants he wants to give you a cool thriller. Like I think that that's what he's that feels like the number one thing, and everything else is sort of. But the nuance that he does add to Brooke and the nuance that he does add to Jeff Daniels shows that he is capable of of giving it to. Tim Robinson, but you know, yeah. Well, do you think that he thought he was adding nuance to Jeff Daniels, and (laughs) and because of that, and because of that, Jeff Bridges had an underdeveloped character? Yeah, I thought that's what it is. I mean, that would make sense. Um, Yeah, I think you know, I keep going back to kind of the original, the the seed of the interesting idea of the government wants you to have one person to blame, therefore the government doesn't do its job in investigating these things. Right? Should that have been the movie? Like, should that have been like kind of, because again, like well, the, the movie undercuts that notion at the end mm-hmm. by having Tim Robbins set it up in such a way where any rational person would have thought it was a lone wolf. So, but, but maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is, yes, any rational person would have thought this, but government should be better. Yeah. Y- yeah. But, Here, but, but I think the idea is in the Timothy McVeigh's and in the case they used in this was that the white separatists mm-hmm. weren't actually better about covering their right, tracks. Right. They just, the, the tracks were all there. Yeah. They just decided not to look. Right. And I think- And here it's like they can look and look and look and like- They might find it. 
Yeah, they, yeah. they might. Yeah, yeah. Right. They might find right. it because that's their job. But like it's taking fucking 18 months to even start to get any clarity in the Trump-Russia investigation. Right. It takes a long time to like, right. when, the, when the ball is hidden by professionals. Does it, does it really? Not for me and you. Yeah. But <laughs> when the ball is hidden by professionals, it can be hard to make the case. Yeah. I think but, the way to make this movie now, if you're going to do it, is to- when. We're going to do. I mean, assuming this ends well, let's. It's it's already let's, ended. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just. I'm still. Here's, we've got to assume it. Here's but. the. Here's here's the way you do it now. You get a, you get an uh, a European production company like the producers of Three Billboards who are English. Okay. You, they're not afraid to do something that is going to ruffle feathers. Hmm. You make it independently with that money and that 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 freedom as an indie, whatever, mm-hmm. um, without having to service a corporation. Sure. And then you, and then you're like, Hey, boom, look at my Oscar movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> not easy. Yeah. We did it. We're done. Guys. Uh, zero to 99. Zero shall to 99. We rank this. We shall. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go first. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I did not see this in 99, so I don't have an opinion on it back right. then. Um, prior to this podcast, I gave it a 60. Mm-hmm. Um, after this podcast, kind of still at a 60. Okay. Uh, I, I think that it's, it's an interesting movie that has some really interesting ideas, um, with great performances. And I, you know what I'm now, I'm kind of eating my words. I'm going to go up a little bit. I'm going to say 68. Okay. Cause I do think it's a pretty big jump. I do think. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really do love the four leads and I think they're fucking great. I think it's well shot. Um, and it's got a, just a, a great ending, like an ending that understandably right. is a, is an ending that everybody talks about. Good grade from you. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like the sixth sense when you're like the ending just kind of like made me forget all the problems in the middle. There are no problems, but Kenny loves going. the sixth sense, there, but there are problems. We'll, we'll, I, it, it, it is a 1999 <laughs> movie. We will, we will, we will figure this out. Exists between it's, the two it's, a, it's great. Well, I mean, when it's you great. start, when you start shitting on the sixth sense, it's like, I'm not shitting what? on it. I'm saying the ending is so sublime that it, the What's whole movie is not operating at the level of the ending. It's just not. I'm what? not saying it's way less. I'm just saying sometimes it, <laughs> oh my God. You, What's a zero you end to on a high note. <laughs> What's a zero to 99? What's um, on a high note? I think that... Uh, so in 99... In 99, oh my God. For, for Arlington Road. We're, we're, we're gonna in 99, I was obsessed. I mean, in 99, I was not scrutinizing things with the same level no, of nuance. So I would have been like, oh my God, 85, you know? Okay, yeah. okay. And now 70 probably, okay. both pre-podcast. Uh-huh. And now maybe... Probably also 70. I I feel pretty good about it. I mean, I think I like certain things less and certain things more talking about it. I I totally Mm -hmm. hear your points, but at the same time, I feel so, I feel I want to defend the movie's right to do a thing that no one dares to do now. So I think that's cool. I agree with that. And for that, I'm giving it some passes. I think that's all fair. I gave it a 45 before this podcast. I thought- what you, In 99, what did you think? Oh, 99, it would have been higher. Sorry, yeah. I don't even think about it. 99, it, it would have been at 75, I think. Yeah, okay. totally. Okay. And then- Ah, uh, uh, youth. I gave it a 45 <laughs> before this podcast. And basically, like, I was that, like, 45 to 60 was was where I was most of this movie. Uh-huh. And uh, it kind of came down. Uh, I, just, I just, at the end of it, I'm like, no, right. like, this movie's kind of like- yeah dog shitty like i i lo- like i liked like the weird thing is like i liked the experience of watching it right but there was just like there's just too many things that bother you just, well like ultimately if if what the movie's trying to say is not there right then it's very hard for me to excuse right 
uh, all the other shitty things about it. Like right. if if I felt like it had its, it it has it, if it felt like it was was able to carry out the argument it was making in any kind of cohesive way, I would have been more excited. That being said, did we sway you in a any little way, bit? Shape or form? A little bit, like not a lot, but a little bit. Right. I'm gonna go up to. Would you recommend this movie? I'm just going to say 55, which is what I was going to say. Okay. Right? I, like, 55, I think, really... Would I recommend it? Under the right circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, and I don't think a lot of people are going to be bothered by what I'm bothered by, necessarily. But, um, I mean... I don't know. Case in point. But, um, but yeah. it It's fine. It's a perfectly right. fine thriller, and I think it doesn't aspire to any... As I said, like... I know that that he was aspiring to something great. Yeah. I don't think it aspires to something great. And I think there's an interesting distinction there. Yeah. It was directed very similarly how any thriller in the time would be. It's competently directed, directed and it was, yet it not was, it was yeah. It was not above average direction necessarily. All right. What are we doing next week? Uh next week we are doing Never Been Kissed. Oh. How exciting. Um with my boss, Stacy McKee. Um, which I'm super excited about. The creator and showrunner of creator Station and 19. Of Station 19. Um, she's great. It's a really fun movie. Another movie that probably shouldn't be drilled too deep into in terms of some of the Plot stuff. Mechanics. If you just enjoy it based on right. the superficiality of it. Of Michael Vartan's yeah. face. Michael Vartan's just beautiful face. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Several women. Yeah. People have, really, it's, have just also, pulled yeah. that out. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's ugly. But he has like he seems he's to have this. People have love. For, yeah, for he seems to have time. this like memory, like like the, the he's stuck in in people's memories as this like, just gorgeous man. Is that right. is that just the case? I'm he's surprised, man. I'm, I'm looking so. to you. He wasn't since, he wasn't you know. like my thing, but I just remember his yeah you know, people his influence. People it's got a little. I also thing going I also on. can't wait to hear how that Drew Barrymore Michael Vartan relationship is dissected in this era. It is. It. I mean, having recorded this episode. Movie. Prior to this, yeah. so oh, right. I, I, Sorry. Can, I can say Sorry. Yeah. that it was a very interesting conversation, and I think once we turn a corner on it and realize how bonkers it is, we can get a little, you know what I mean? It, it, it frees up. I, I enjoyed the movie. I think it's a fun movie, but mm-hmm. I also think it's a kind of insane movie that's sort of kind of okay with having sex with minors. You really have to. Well, I mean, so is Clueless for that matter. How young were she's sixteen? She's sixteen, and how old is Paul Rudd in that? Grad student, twenty three or four. He's a grad student. She's sixteen, regardless. She's definitely sixteen, and he's (laughs) He's definitely definitely a grad student. It's not. uh, It is a problem. I agree with you. It's not. I never thought about that. It's not the backbone of the movie. Although it kind of is. Kind of is. It's um, not. It's not the backbone of the movie in the well, same way. Because that romance is not. That no, romance only love- blossoms yeah. in the last moment. Yeah. And it's lovely. And I'm going to. But that's the thing with Never Been Kissed too. It Never Been Kissed like. You do kind of have to just turn your brain off it. Yes. Off to it. Some like, movies you have to turn your brain off. And I'm, and I'm will, in favor of that. And I will say yeah. in 2018 that's hard. And and as we've continued to do these movies. It was less hard in Never Been Kissed than other movies yeah. for whatever reason. Like I just yeah. didn't sit there seething about it. I just sit there being like, like I, I remember yeah. the time. I, I, I remember the way this shit worked back then. Yeah. And like the intent wasn't as gross as it would, would be now. I agree. Yeah. So, I'm with you. Um, Susanna, thank it's you. It's a great movie. Hard. This Thanks, was a great guys. movie. Susanna, these really are my favorite podcasts. Oh, thank you. I, so, had, a, I had a wonderful Kenny, time. Kenny does love this is how a dissection. I, I, a, a, a dissection, York, of course he does. a discussion, and an argument. Because I, uh, 
we did pitch this podcast as we're willing to fight about the movies. I yeah. love it. Because most of these movies, most of these movie podcasts, people don't fight. Or or they're just not honest. Right. You know what I mean? They kind of dance around it. But babies. We we babies are so happy that you were on here. We'd love for you to come back. I know oh, that yeah. you're gonna be off in New Zealand no, shooting I would for love however it. long. I would yes. love it. We would love, you, We'd to love you to come back. I'll be back. Um, are you on you're on Twitter, right? Are you on Twitter? I am, yeah. What's your Twitter handle? At Susanna Fogel. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I will obviously tweet about you when I the podcast drops. That would be great. And, Thank you. Uh, at Nybart, at PMSCOV, at Podcast Like 1999. Rate, review, subscribe. I'll we'll see you next week for another podcast. Next week. Thank you. Podcast Like It. Just podcast like it. Podcast Like It's When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.